0: Hey, gang, it's Hal. And Judy. And we're taking this week off. Because even us mortals here at Animal Radio need a vacation every once in a while.
1: So we pulled one of the good shows out of the archive. We'll be back next week with Joan Van Ark.
0: Wow, you'll remember her from Knott's Landing.
1: So sit back and enjoy the best of Animal Radio.
2: (laughs) Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio Network.
1: Coming up in just a couple of minutes, your opportunity to speak with Joy Turner, animal communicator. You'll actually be talking to your pet. She'll be doing the communicating. She has a special way about her, and she can teach you to communicate. 1-866-405-8405 is the number, and that'll happen in just a couple of minutes. First, I need to clear the lines. Dr. Jonathan Balcom, no stranger to Animal Radio, joining us once again. <laughs> you are uh, at your office at the Physician's Committee for Responsible Medicine. I'm, I'm assuming we're talking about two-legged
3: types, huh?
4: Yeah, Physician's Committee for Responsible Medicine deals with um, certainly a lot of human medicine, medical issues, but uh, inevitably uh, animals are, animal issues come into that. As well, and
1: they're very important in your life, of course. You know, earlier we were talking, uh, with uh, uh with uh, Vicki Halls, who's a cat behaviorist in uh, London, and I had asked her about the, the correlation between uh, inappropriate elimination and being declawed. And she said, Declawed, well, she she she, she wasn't as stunned as that, but in she doesn't see it in the UK. This particular procedure is illegal as it is in most countries except it isn't here. We're actually calling you today to talk about the animal protection laws, not necessarily this in per se, but other laws uh, right. uh, that relate to, like in Italy, with, what the the animal protection laws that have just been enacted there. And I'm wondering if you could tell listeners, as well as me, enlighten us a little bit about what is happening.
4: Uh, a couple of things about Italy that I'm aware of. In, in 1994, uh, more than ten years ago now, they passed a, student, a law that, that upheld a student's right to object to harmful animal experimentation including dissections and animal experiments in universities so a student had a right to object to that and and not be required to participate uh, that was quite progressive and then uh, just last year um in rome and turin they banned the use the keeping of fishes in the traditional spherical fishbowl oh, really? yeah and they also in the same law they required daily walks for dogs um, you know, some people are negligent about doing this, and dogs need to get out, and need their exercise. So that's required by law now in, in those parts of Italy.
1: And uh, I, I assume you could be fined if you, if you don't uh, walk your dog.
4: I don't know what the fines are, but uh, presumably there is a, there's a penalty for not doing these things. That's right.
1: What do you think about these kinds of laws?
4: Well, I'm all for them. I mean we if we if we have animals in our care we have responsibilities to them uh in the case of you know animals being harmed in experimentation well i'd like to see the day when that ends but uh, given that it still happens then at the very least uh students and you know thinking people should uh, should have some freedom to not be expected to participate in those things that actually uh, connects with some some positive changes in the law in the u s uh, regarding the use of animals in cl- classroom dissections uh-huh. uh, about ten years ago when I started working on that issue, um, there was uh, i think about three four states at that time that had laws in place upholding a student 's right to conscientious objection. And now that number has reached 11, with uh, the most recent addition to that list is Oregon last year, last summer. So if you're a student in one of those 11 states, you're... You're expected to be informed that you have a choice in whether or not you participate in, in harmful classroom exercises, which includes dissections because, of course, animals are killed for those exercises. And uh, you are the school is required to provide you with a humane alternative.
5: What type of animals are they using for the dissections?
4: The, the biggest number of vertebrate animals is still frogs. Uh-huh. It's been estimated about, um, I believe, about three million frogs are wow. killed and used in sections in classrooms each year. But it's very hard to get estimates because the industry itself is pretty secretive about its activities and there's no real mechanism in place to, to do a count to really mm-hmm. estimate. So it's a crude estimate based on the number of schools and the number of students. I mean, a lot of students... Do more than one frog dissection during their, during sure. their time in biology education. Now, I have to say I did as a student. I didn't like it. I didn't have the fortitude to object in my day. Mm-hmm. I wish I had, you know, looking mm-hmm. back on it now, but... It took uh, many years before I, I had the courage and conviction to speak to my professors, my my teachers. So, um, yeah, frogs are the most commonly used fetal pig pigs are quite commonly used. I remember at the back of the bookstore in the University of Tennessee when I was a grad student there twenty years, fifteen years ago, students were required to go back and you know pay their nine dollars to get their clear um, plastic pouch with a little fetal pig in uh, formalin. Mm-hmm. Pretty pretty weird thing, especially in a bookstore. Mm-hmm. So that's an issue that continues to be a problem for those of us concerned about animals. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, there's so many aspects to that issue. It's not just the humane aspects, but also what message does it send to students when we uh, implicitly harm them uh, for an educational exercise.
1: Do you feel the United States may be behind the curve?
4: <laughs> Compared to Europe, without question... Uh, you know, consider that the great majority of animals, in fact, it's estimated 95 to 98 percent of all animals killed by humans are killed for food in the farming industry. And, uh, in fact, I just today read a chapter by two legal scholars that essentially, uh, to quote them, it really says it all. As far as the law is concerned, and this is the U.S., as far as the law is concerned, farm animals simply do not exist, which is to say that in the U.S., There really is no proper legal law. There are no proper laws to protect animals. Take the Humane Slaughter Act. It doesn't include chickens. Mm-hmm. And chickens, uh, chickens comprise, you know, again about ninety-eight percent of all the vertebrate animals who are slaughtered each year. So, you know, the Humane Slaughter Act loses a lot of its bite right there, right yeah. off the bat.
1: Doc, I'm wondering if you could tell us, uh, go back to the goldfish in a bowl and the the, the new laws in Italy, uh, because you know there's lots of people that say, "Boy, that's radical." Uh, <laughs> yeah. wh- what is that all about?
4: Well, that's a good yeah. point, Hal, because. Yeah, I mean, you could still really deprive a fish of uh, without keeping them in a in a fishbowl. I think it's a great law. It's very progressive. Uh, obviously, um, it, it's still open to, to abuse, but I'm glad it exists. I think it sends a very good message. If if anyone reads my book, Pleasurable Kingdom, uh, they'll book, come away. The Thank you. I hope they'll come away with a, 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 a better sense of what fish are capable of. Fish have been dismissed for... for through history is not being feeling, thinking beings, but actually new evidence shows that they are. Just because they don't have the kind of facial expressions and the vocalizations that we relate to, I mean, they've evolved in a very different environment, but uh, studies find certainly they can feel pain, and I argue in my book that if you can feel pain, you can also feel good things, and and there's some growing evidence for that. Goldfish favor parts of a fish tank where there is uh, amphetamines, you know, uh, rewarding drugs and this sort of thing. So there's there's some grow, growing evidence for that as well. So this law in in Holland in uh, Italy, excuse me, speaks to that. It's it 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 assumes, and correctly, I believe, that that fishes have quality of life or they have the potential for a quality of life they can move away from bad things they can move towards good things they have complex life histories they have needs they have behaviors that they're, that they're highly motivated to perform and if you keep a, f- a goldfish in a barren little fishbowl you're thwarting them of so many important behaviors for one thing just being able to hide you know I've seen I've seen these fishbowls and there's nowhere to go and, and mm-hmm. a little fish with uh, you know it's evolved around predators needs to be able to hide And get away from them. It's it's really really a pretty tough environment to be in when you're really exposed like that. And there's movements outside. Maybe the cat up there looking at you. All this sort of thing. I mean, we've seen that in countless cartoons. But um, mm-hmm. the reality is, it's a pretty uh, that's a pretty important thing to deprive a fish of the ability to hide. Uh, foraging, you know, having social partners—these things can be very important to fish, depending on the species.
1: I've actually had a fish that i, 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 I it, to me, it <laughs> was fairly obvious that this fish uh, had a personality. Practically, it it uh, played and interacted with the cat. It interacted with uh, with me. It raced around the bowl. This, there was a sentient being. To me, yes. it seemed like there was a
4: sentient being. There are studies now that show that uh, octopuses have personalities. And that's an invertebrate. So uh, if you can argue for personalities in an invertebrate, uh, I think it, it helps to state the case for personalities in fish. And, yeah, they're individuals. And consider that evolution by natural selection acts on variation, individual variability, in, not just genetically, but how that plays out in the individual. So, yeah, naturally, I mean, you, you're going to find different differences among individual fishes some, uh, in the case of the octopuses, by the way, some personalities, I mean, it was sort of three basic personality types that were described based on just a few octopuses in captivity. If you studied them in the wild, you might you might find more subtleties. But, uh, you know, one octopus was more shy, the other one was more outgoing, another one was aggressive, this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. There's an interesting account by the same researcher, she's a Canadian, uh, Canadian researcher, uh, in which she, she or one of her colleagues uh, thumped on the, t- the top of the uh, tank one day when one of the octopuses was trying to escape. And that that particular octopus squirted water at that person for the next several <laughs> weeks whenever they walked by. So, <laughs> and uh, clearly uh, indicating they've got a good memory and good recognition system as well. <laughs>
1: Well, we never have enough time with you, Dr. Jonathan Belcombe. The book, Pleasurable Kingdom, it's great. I enjoy it. I encourage anybody, if you have a chance to pick it up, to do so. You can get it anywhere, your local bookstore, Amazon, uh, or Barnes & Noble. Dr., thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Talk with your animals, brought to you by Get Serious, stain, odor, and pheromone extractor. Remarking is the number one reason pets end up in shelters. Get Serious eliminates that problem. Available at PetSmart and online at GetSeriousProducts.com.
6: The season of summer begins on June 21st when our closest star, the sun, reaches its zenith at the highest point in the heavens. We celebrate this longest and most brilliant day of the year as the summer solstice, a time of light, joy, and happiness. This year, during the week of solstice, our biggest star aligned in favor of animals. As a fashion designer, a grocer, and a president, made decisions that will dramatically influence and affect the lives of animals all over the world. The fashion designer is Ralph Lauren, and his decision to eliminate the use of fur in his clothing and home collections means thousands and thousands of animals, rabbits, raccoons, foxes, minks, and if the fur comes from China, cats and dogs, will be spared in unspeakably cruel and violent fate. Loren joins other fashion designers and retail stores, including Ann Taylor, J. Crew, Victoria's Secret, and The Limited, in not using fur in their designs and products. Bravo to you, Mr. Loren, and to all of those designers and retailers who choose not to clothe their customers with cruelty. May the sun shine ever brightly on all you do. The grocer is John Mackey, founder and CEO of Whole Foods, who made the decision to stop selling live lobsters in his chain of 183 Whole Foods stores. Mackey is a vegan, and although Whole Foods does sell meat and seafood, he stands on the front lines of the food industry in advancing standards for compassionate animal welfare. Thanks to Mr. Mackey's decision, lobsters will no longer haunt the seafood aisle in tanks, as poet laureate Billy Collins describes, filled to the brim with their copious tears. Since the lobster in Chinese myth is a symbol of mirth, Mr. Mackey's decision has given both lobsters and animal advocates everywhere something to smile about. The President is George W. Bush. Although his administration is not known for its support of environmental or animal advocacy legislation, on June 15th, the President's signature created the Northwestern Hawaiian Islands, the 75th National Monument in the United States. This new monument, bigger than all other national monuments combined, is located due west of Kauai. Now the largest protected marine area in the world, it is the size of 46 out of the 50 states and is home to over 7,000 species of birds, fish, and marine mammals, including the endangered Hawaiian monk seal and spectacular reef corals. With one stroke of his pen, the president created the largest act of ocean conservation in history. That means a big aloha for the future of finned families. Thank you, Mr. President. May the power of your pen continue to write a brighter future on behalf of animals everywhere. For animals and animal lovers everywhere, let us hope more great news for our four legged, winged, and finned friends is in the stars. Visit us on the World Wide Web at voiceoftheanimal.org. For Voice of the Animal, happy summer from Ray Ann cumulos
0: Hey gang, it's Hal. And Judy. And we're taking this week off. Because even us mortals here at Animal Radio need a vacation every once in a while.
1: So we pulled one of the good shows out of the archive.
0: I remember my first time.
1: We'll be back next week with Joan Van Ark.
0: Wow, you'll remember her from Knott's Landing.
1: So sit back and enjoy the best of Animal Radio.
0: Dogs
7: or cats? Or you. Animals are people too. A Michigan man's practical joke involving his pet snake might land him in jail. 31-year-old James Mel thought it might be funny to stuff a six-foot boa constrictor in his mailbox to give his mailman a scare. Postal carrier Nakima Anderson was making her rounds when she opened Mel's mailbox to find a snake looking at her. She then saw Mel laughing in his driveway, but she wasn't laughing and made a complaint against Mel. Federal prosecutors charged Mel with obstructing the delivery of U.S. mail, a charge that could carry a penalty up to six months in jail. Mel said he's written an apology to Anderson hoping to settle the matter. He explained that his snake isn't poisonous and would only strike at something it could eat. I'm Brit Savage for
2: Afflicting beloved pets.
0: Dr. Boulder, what is it?
1: Strange, Sally. These cats and dogs, they're scratching everywhere.
0: What could be causing this, Boulder?
1: Upon closer inspection, I found these...
0: Can felis, the common flea?
2: Yes, millions of them. No worry, these pets are saved. XFleas.com specializes in flea and heartworm prevention. That's
8: www.xfleas.com. The cure is out there. Your cat deserves World's Best Cat Litter, a new breed of cat litter with a level of performance that makes it worthy of the name World's Best. Made from whole kernel corn, it binds odors naturally, resulting in superior odor control without the use of perfumes. It is truly flushable, clumpable, scoopable, biodegradable, and septic safe. You just scoop it and flush it. It's ideal for use in self-cleaning litter boxes. It is also veterinary and recommended and safe for kittens of all ages. Ask for World's Best Cat Litter at your grocery store, PetSmart, Petco, and anywhere fine pet supplies are sold. Do not adjust your station. That's not static. It's a dozen dogs who got the number two flea control product just one week ago, and they're already scratching away. Now hear this. Silence. The sound of a dozen dogs who used Frontline Plus four weeks ago. So which dogs would you rather have in a cramped radio booth with you? Hey, give me back my shoe. Frontline Plus. It's waterproof and kills fleas fast all month long. Say goodbye to fleas and ticks.
9: I'm Susie Kurtz, and I'm listening to Animal Radio. And you should really check out the Farm Sanctuary website farmsanctuary.org. First taker. <laughs> One take. <laughs> <laughs> looks like you caught me peeking in your bathroom closet. Hi, I'm Be Humane, star of Be Humane Go Shopping. Perhaps you've heard of me. You've got a lot of stuff that was tested on animals: shampoo, cleaner, mascara. Did you know that some of these companies still test their products on animals? Throw this stuff out. <laughs> You see, you have a choice when buying your household and cosmetic products. You can make a difference for animals by only buying cruelty-free products. What? How do you know these products are cruelty-free? Request a free compassionate shopping guide from AAVS. To know which companies are cruelty-free, just call 1-800-SAY-AAVS. Or visit www.aavs.org and look for my movie, Be Humane, Go Shopping. Don't forget, one 800 Say AAVS or visit www.aavs.org Talk with your animals Brought
1: to you by Get Serious Stain, odor, and pheromone extractor Remarking is the number one reason pets end up in shelters Get Serious eliminates that problem Available at PetSmart and online at GetSeriousProducts.com <whistles>
2: Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio Network.
4: All right, let's talk to Caroline and her dog, Maddie.
3: Hi, Caroline. You're on the air.
10: Hi, Joy. Thanks for taking my call. You're so welcome. Um, So, Maddie and I moved into a house uh, about a month ago, and there's a teeny tiny yard, but she's a teeny tiny dog, so it does work out. Um... I would like her to just pee and poop in one area and not the rest, because I would like to use the yard, too. And because it's so small, I'm going to step on things. So she's got the peeing part down, but she's not doing the pooping thing. She's still pooping everywhere. And I just kind of wanted to get from her what's going on with that.
3: Okay. Well, she said, well, her first response would have been, well, she is just going in one spot, the yard. So she thought that was like a spot. And then um, she said she's come to realize that you mean to pick a spot within the yard. She said the only problem with that is she doesn't want to have to poop and then walk over that again to go poop again, which is why she chooses then oh. a different spot. Oh, Does oh. that make sense? Yeah. What do I do about that? Uh, well, ideally, she'd like it if she'd poop and you'd go pick it up.
11: Oh, okay. I can do that. But, okay, I can do that. Can she still keep her pee and the poop to that one side? That whole side area is, I consider, hers.
3: Okay, she said she's going to want you to walk her around and delineate that for her. So you're going to want to say, okay, anywhere in this space and show her where this space is. Uh huh. It's fine if you pee and poop because she thinks she's doing pretty well. She um, She just needs to understand exactly where is okay.
11: Okay. So if I just say walk around and just say where it's okay, then it will be okay? Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. Great. Yeah, and and she know, says I, pick it up because, you know, she doesn't want to walk over top of it. You don't want to and neither does she. Oh, I didn't think she cared. <laughs> she said mother. Oh, no, I, I don't. I, I didn't think she cared. Okay. Because she licks her, licks it so. Okay. She, she goes, please, please.
11: Oh,
10: okay.
3: She goes, can... Mom, people are listening.
10: <laughs> sorry. I take that back. <laughs> very appropriate. I will pick things up better then. Okay. okay.
3: She'll be happy with that.
10: Okay, great. Thank you so much.
3: You are very welcome. <laughs> bye. Bye. Have a great day. Thank you Bye bye.
1: Well, you've heard us talking about Get Serious, the pet stain odor and pheromone extractor for several months now, and how easily it removes carpet stains left from cat vomit. Now I want to talk to you about a problem dog owners face. It's called remarking. If your dog remarks, you might have thought about banishing him from the house, or worse, taking him to the shelter. You use other cleaners, but your dog keeps going back to the same spot. Don't blame your pet because you used a product that didn't get the job done. End the problem with Get Serious. Get Serious. Pheromones, they're something you can't smell. They draw them back to the same spot. Get Serious is the only product that totally extracts the pheromones so your pets won't be attracted back to remark. Get Serious is recommended by rescue groups and veterinarians, and Get Serious keeps pets in homes and out of shelters. You can find Get Serious at PetSmart and in fine pet stores all over. Visit their website at GetSeriousProducts.com. Again, that's GetSeriousProducts.com.
8: Every once in a while there comes along a special group of animal lovers that stands strongly in defense of the voiceless. Animal People is that newspaper for people who really care about the animals. Animal People's published 10 times yearly. The publisher is a non-profit corporation dedicated to exposing the existence of cruelty to animals and to informing and educating you so that animal lovers worldwide can eliminate such cruelty. Your subscription is $24 a year. Get Animal People's fair and accurate investigative reporting from the industry watchdog. Visit our website at www.animalpeoplenews.org. That's www.animalpeoplenews.org to subscribe to the news for people who care about animals. Animal People. Subscribe today at www.animalpeoplenews.org. Hi,
10: this is Anne-Marie Lucas from Animal Precinct and the ASPCA.
1: And when I'm not out busting bad guys for abusing animals, I am home listening to Animal Radio. Hey, gang, it's Hal. And Judy. And we're taking this week off. Because
0: even us mortals here at Animal Radio need a vacation every once in a while.
1: So we pulled one of the good shows out of the archive.
0: I remember my first time.
1: We'll be back next week with Joan Van Ark. Wow,
0: you'll remember her from Knott's Landing.
1: So sit back and enjoy the best of Animal Radio.
2: Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio Network. How are you? Very well. We have Brenda Scott Royce on the phone with us, author
1: of Monkey Love. <laughs> I love it. It's great. Of course, I'm always a big, I'm a monkey guy myself. I've always wished that I could uh, share my life with a monkey. <laughs> Unfortunately, my wife won't allow that. She, <laughs> I don't blame her. Yeah. Well, she says that uh, any animal that can throw his dung at <laughs> you accurately uh, is, not, is not a pet to have in the house or an animal to have in the house, but... This is a different story. I don't know how much of this is true or how much is made of. You can tell us. It's a novel. I know that. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about monkey love.
11: Uh oh, well, I'll start by saying very little of it is true. It's mostly inspired by <laughs> events or people in my life, but exaggerated wild, wildly. Uh-huh. And, you know, I grew up wanting to have a pet monkey, as, as did a lot of people. And it sounds like a lot of fun. But uh, in this book, Holly, the heroine, learns that... Taking care of a monkey just isn't like reading about them in books or seeing them on TV or movies. No,
1: what's so different?
11: Well, for one, you, you pointed out the uh, ability to fling fling one's dung. Well, that, the the monkey in the book, when she is unhappy, that's exactly what she does.
5: Uh-huh.
11: And you know, she also dismantles the phone and makes romantic overtures towards the television set whenever <laughs> Regis Philbin comes on TV. And- I do that too. <laughs>
1: My grandmother, actually. Well, so, so how, do, how does this primate or how does this monkey meet uh, the, the main character?
11: The main character is a stand-up comedian who, you know, isn't quite making it yet in her chosen career, and so she'll do just about anything else to make a living, and she'll do word processing and, uh, you know, a million other things, and she has a degree in primatology, which Uh is uh, something that's very hard to make a living Mm at. and so she gets a call uh, asking if she could babysit this monkey, and she thinks, why not? What could go wrong? (laughs) (laughs)
5: <laughs> oh, I can tell you lots of things. Exactly,
11: and she <laughs> soon find out, finds out.
1: I haven't had a chance to read it yet because Judy's been hogging uh,
5: it. <laughs> it's just one of those easy reads that is just so hilarious. You pick it up and you can't put it down. I think I actually sat through... Two sittings before I read it. The first sitting, I think I went through half the book, and then I just sat down and read the other half. It,
11: oh, wow. It, that's a great compliment. That's what a lot of people have been telling me. They, they call me up and they say, you kept me up all night because I wanted to see what happened.
1: <laughs> if you're like us and uh, you always wish that you could have shared your life with a monkey, go ahead. Give us a call right now. one 866 405 8405. We have 10 copies to give away of Monkey Love. Uh, what, what label, what publisher is publishing this?
11: It's NAL, which is a division of Penguin.
1: Okay, New American Library. Yes. Yeah. So you can get this just about anywhere. Amazon, uh, online, or in uh, Barnes & Noble. Borders, uh,
11: yeah. Any, any bookstore should, be, should have it or be able to order it for you.
6: Well, thanks for bringing so much joy into our lives.
11: Oh, thank you so much.
6: If you're making a disaster preparedness plan, don't forget your pets. I'm John Butler. Hurricane season is less than a month away. Losses suffered last year in terms of lives and property damage were enormous. People died because they would not evacuate without their pets. Many pets left behind were lost forever.
11: About 15,000 animals, mostly cats and dogs, were rescued after Hurricane Katrina. Even if you're not in a hurricane zone, you should have a plan for your pets in case of disasters, such as wildfires, earthquakes, or tornadoes.
6: Dr. Cindy Lovern, Assistant Director, Emergency Preparedness and Response at the American Veterinary Medical Association.
11: Don't wait. Plan now for where your pets can go in case of an evacuation or disaster and how to get them there. If they evacuate with you, carry a supply of food and water and a first aid kit. Make sure they wear ID tags and consider microchip identification in case you get separated.
6: For more disaster preparedness info for you and your pets, log on to avma.org disaster.
9: Scoop Free is the first litter box you can leave alone for weeks at a time with no scooping, cleaning, or refilling. Scoop Free is a revolution in automatic litter boxes.
0: Its disposable throwaway trays are filled with fresh step crystal litter that provide unbeatable odor control and are so convenient. After about 30 days per cat, just replace a
7: disposable litter tray and that's it. Just load it, leave it, and love it.
9: Available at select pet stores and at ScoopFree.com.
2: You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at animalradio.com. Log on. Learn more.
7: Hi, I'm Victoria Jackson, and you're listening to Animal Radio.
0: Look what I'm getting Jim for his birthday. Ooh! Candles, bubble bath, all the makings for a romantic evening. Except for the bubble bath. Did
7: you know that the makers of some soaps test on animals? Lots of companies test on animals. Yes, unfortunately, lots of companies test on mice, rats, rabbits, and even dogs. But that's not necessary because no federal regulatory agency requires that animal tests be used to prove that a cosmetic or household product is safe. Also, several alternative tests exist that can be used instead of animal tests. So. How how do I know who tests and who doesn't? The Compassionate Shopping Guide from the American Anti-Vivisection Society lists over 100 cruelty-free companies. And by changing some of the items you purchase from things in your bathroom, shampoos, everything for your household. You mean my actions can actually make a difference? Yes. Well, I do want to help the animals. It's free. Okay, where do I get it? Log on to AAVS.org or call toll-free 1-800-SAY-AAVS and ask for the Compassionate Shopping Guide.
2: Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio Network.
1: Every once in a while, we get a story or a submission from one of our affiliates, and well, we, they're animal lovers. You know that's why they're running the show. Of course. And we get this one. This comes from South Lake Tahoe. Listening on KOWL or actually working at KOWL, David Allen,
8: a true animal lover, submitted this. Like a lot of us who have lost a close loved one, I was going to keep my sadness inside, not mentioning my loss to anyone, especially to my wife and adopted daughter. I know now for the very first time in my life just how it feels and how hard it is to convey this sadness to someone who has not yet fortunately experience the loss of someone close to them besides i wasn't going to tell anyone because i fell deeply in love with my lost loved one obviously at my age of being in the latter 50s i was not going through a midlife crisis being well past that age and married but when my adopted daughter corvette gave me a young one-year-old savannah monitor lizard it was love at first sight he was beautiful to look at being mostly tan in color with a light brown spot design and with a tan yellow background to his lizard's skin. His skin was soft and smooth to the touch. My daughter named him Hizzy because Savannah monitors hiss loudly when they are disturbed. I simply called him my buddy. My buddy died recently of unknown causes at the young age of only two and a half years. Mr. Lizard, as I also sometimes called him, still had a lot of growing up to do. When he departed this world for Lizard Heaven, he weighed in at 9 pounds and was 31 inches long. My buddy, if he'd been given the chance, would have lived a lot longer and grown quite a bit more in size. In fact, monitors can live to 20 years of age, grow to a length of 4 or 5 feet, and weigh in at 20 pounds. My wife and I had grown rather close to my buddy in the past year and a half that he was with us. He spent a lot of his time on weekends lying in bed with me, napping and watching TV. He often could be found on the big couch in the living room, next to or under my wife, covered up all snuggled and warm. He also loved to bask in the sun in the dining room and could be seen at times wandering around outside in the front and backyard clover or sunning himself on our back deck. Mr. Lizard always looked forward to his daily warm bath. He could float and lounge in a warm tub for hours. I imagine during quite a few of those warm baths, he was even sleeping. Hmm. I wonder what he dreamed about. Speaking of sleeping lizards, when he slept, which was a lot, he slept on a heating pad and wrapped himself up in his blankie. That's right. Like most juveniles, my buddy had his very own blankie. He never traveled anywhere without it. A traveling lizard, you say? Yep. Mr. Lizard made the rounds to various locations in the South Shore area of Lake Tahoe, California, and Carson City, Nevada. While traveling, he stayed wrapped in his blackie, nice and warm, inside a small dog carrier. When he arrived at his destination, he would waddle out of the carrier, a leash was put on him, and he was good to go. Everywhere my buddy visited, all loved him, especially children. He'd never bit anyone, and hardly gave anyone even a loud hiss. Feeding Mr. Lizard was a joy. First of all, Savannah Monitor lizards are meat eaters, no greens for this lizard. My buddy was fed every two to three days. When he was still a little guy, he was fed crickets and small live mice. It was fun watching him going after the crickets. He would be lunging at them all the while crickets would be jumping all around him and on him. As he got older and bigger, he was given his own food bowl, and just like a dog, would come to eat whenever I whistled. That's right. Upon hearing my whistle, he would waddle over to his bowl to find chicken, hamburger, steak pork, and hot dogs. In fact, that lizard could swallow a whole hot dog in one gulp. He was also still eating live mice that were fed to him by hand. From time to time, my buddy was also known to scrounge in the cat food bowls for an extra meal. Unfortunately, after a while, my buddy just wasn't himself. He began to sleep more, and then he just would not eat. Now, this was strange for Mr. Lizard, who was always looking for a meal. After he stopped eating, I immediately took him over to a lizard vet in Carson City, Nevada, to have him checked out. The vet said uh, he was sick, but she didn't know from what. And then, a short time later, and no matter what the vet tried, my buddy decided to give up his body and travel to a higher level. Now, if you had asked me if I believed in that reincarnation stuff, I would probably have said uh, maybe. Uh, who knows? But when it comes to hissy or my buddy or Mr. Lizard, I know my buddy will be back with us soon, probably as a cat. He always liked our three cats. one 405
1: 8405 That's a phone number if you will ever want to share a story with us. You have a submission for Animal Radio. And also email it to us, your voice at animalradio.com. All that information, every address that you've heard on the show today, in fact, you can get at animalradio.com as well as 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year of fresh animal programming, which you can also get on any cell phone in America now. Wow. Details at the website. And independent pet stores. Part of the Pet Vision Network, I wanted to welcome all the pet stores. Especially the owners of the pet stores that have to listen to us all day long.
10: <laughs> we Wait welcome you.
1: Give us a call. Tell us about your store and where you are. We want to talk to you, okay?
2: 1-866-405-8405. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more.
10: Hi, this is Ann marie Lucas from Animal Precinct and the ASPCA. And when I'm not out busting bad guys for abusing animals, I am home listening to
8: Animal Radio.
0: When you struggle with credit card bills every month, you're not just in debt. Debt is all around you. I see people every day that are on the
7: brink. They're going to go over the edge, and at the bottom is bankruptcy, and we pull them back.
0: The people who provide Care One credit counseling services know how to help you get out of debt and get
9: on with your life. So call now.
8: 800-455-5638. 800-455-5638.
9: We can help you stop the collection calls,
0: pay off your debt sooner, and save up to 57% every month. You do get to
7: consolidate your payments. You only have to worry about making one payment a month instead of making three
0: or four or five. Call for licensing details. Get out of debt and get on with your life. Gather up your bills and talk to the people who can help, to the people who care. Call Care One Credit Counseling now.
8: 800-455-5638. 800-455-5638. 800-455-5638. This is Animal, Animal
10: Radio
1: Network. Hey gang, it's Hal. And Judy. And we're taking this week off. Because even
0: us mortals here at Animal Radio need a vacation every once in a while.
1: So we pulled one of the good shows out of the archive.
0: I remember my first time.
1: We'll be back next week with Joan Van Ark. Wow, you'll
0: remember her from Knott's Landing.
2: So sit
1: back and enjoy the best of Animal Radio. Animal <laughs> Radio.
2: Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio Network.
1: Wow, the phones are ringing off the hook. There's so many calls, I don't know which one to go to. I'm going to go to line three here. If I don't get to your call today, I'm sorry. You can call us all week long, 1 866 405 8405. We had a bit of audio I wanted to play. Someone sent in their dog singing uh, to the five stair steps. And, and they did this, they emailed us at uh, your voice at animalradio.com. Let me play it <laughs> We love to hear your animals singing. Your voice at AnimalRadio.com. And, of course, uh, you can call us at 1-866-405-8405. Hi, who's this? This is
10: Amy. Hi, Amy. How are you doing? I'm fine. Hi, Amy. Hi.
1: Where are you calling from?
10: Uh, Long Beach, California.
1: Listening on coast, I imagine?
10: Yes. And uh, how are you doing? What
1: can we do for you?
10: Well, I've had a situation recently that I have to say that I've done, and with some hesitation. And now that I've done it, I am so sorry. Uh-oh, what did you do? I had my cats be mm. What?
1: uh What inspired you to do that?
10: Well, I have two cats. Um, they are three years old. They have never been outside. And recently... We bought new furniture, and they decided to switch from their sifo post to the furniture. And we made a decision that we would have them declawed.
5: This is a decision made by both you and your husband? Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Um...
10: I tried to discuss it with the cats, but they weren't really <laughs> they, they were gonna, <laughs>
1: I have a feeling I know what they would have yeah. said anyway.
10: <laughs> well, I think I, w-
1: I do too. What, so what, uh, what made you change your mind? Obviously, you can't go back, but for, for listeners that are contemplating declawing their cat, why do you regret it now?
10: Well, when I took them to the vet, um, they did stay for three days which I have to say I'm very glad they did, because had they come home earlier, I would have more than likely felt worse.
5: Yeah, I think that's kind of a long time. Usually they're there only for about 24
10: hours. Yes, well, they kept them for three days, and um, they were not bandaged when I picked them up. Oh, wow. They, um, But the moment they stepped... Out of the little cage that I brought them home in and onto the carpet, I mean, they just look absolutely miserable.
5: Well, you know, that's actually decline. People don't understand. They think just the nails removed, but it's actually up to the first knuckle and the, with the bone and everything of the cat's
6: paws.
1: And oftentimes it, it uh, creates... Problems that are worse than the problems that you initially tried to uh, take care of. Uh, The the couch, of course, was the initial problem. Uh, Sometimes it causes litter box problems, and with litter box problems, of course, if they do inappropriate urination, uh, that's something that... uh, I personally think is worse than uh, scratching on the furniture. There are solutions for those of you that are contemplating decline. Uh, ways around getting them to stay off the furniture—dozens uh, of ways. And people say that decline is sometimes a last resort, and it really is not. Uh, there, there are uh, lots of
5: yeah, a lot alternatives. of alternatives out there. Yes, from. Right, yeah. They have the little snap, little clip-on. Well, not clip-ons, but nail coverings.
1: Those silly-looking things. Yeah,
5: that you can actually put over. There. They're called soft. Claws soft or, soft claws claws or something like yeah, that. Yeah, which you actually put yeah. over their nails. And, and
1: there's also basically training uh, the use of a scratching post. There's mm-hmm. uh, products like sti- St- uh, sticky, sticky paws, paws right. which you can put on furniture. What we do is uh, we have concrete floors and uh,
5: concrete furniture. Yeah. and
1: uh, <laughs> that uh, pretty much works <laughs> for us.
10: Yeah,
1: <laughs> but uh, not a lot of people have that choice. So, uh, what now? What now?
10: Well, I tried several remedies prior. I always keep their nails clipped, short. Mm-hmm. Uh, I clipped them myself. Um, I, also, I tried a scat mat, well. which kept them off of the furniture itself, but it didn't keep them from standing up and clawing the back of the furniture.
5: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
10: We did try several methods, and but it just the look on their face and... It was so pitiful and so sad, and I will never, ever do it again. And
5: you, oh, and you also noticed some behavioral changes.
10: So exactly. far, we've been extremely lucky. Um, they have not done anything other than the litter box, mm-hmm. knocking on wood. They've hidden a lot more. They're not as friendly as they were. They're not as um, playful. Well,
1: and, there's, there's some good news to that. And uh, something that humans could learn a little bit, a, a lesson from, is that they will probably, uh, within time, love you again.
10: Oh, I hope so. <laughs> and they,
1: because that's the way animals are. They, they're, unconditional. they're unconditional love.
5: And what and, you can do yeah. is spread the word. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. That's the best don't. thing you can do.
10: Well, I certainly will. Um, this is the first time I've done it, and I will never do this again. I just cannot go through this, nor could I put my animal through it. We're going to send
1: you some gifts for uh, your cats uh, well, thank you And take good care of them. Tell them Show them that you love them lots and lots And that uh, you made a mistake And, uh, you know, that can't change it But uh, tell your friends and people that are contemplating it And that'll be uh, A way
5: to redeem yourself yes.
10: <laughs> Oh, I hope so Because I, I don't think that people realize how painful And how much we are putting these animals through this And and I had never seen it before I've only had have known other people that have had their cats declawed uh-huh. and see what they do. And people can actually go online. And I did this unfortunately afterwards. I should have done it prior.
5: We're one of the only countries that still do it. A lot of the other foreign countries have banned it.
1: It's it's mostly a money thing now, and you can find a lot of doctors will do it uh, for the cash. There's a great division across the country about the ethics behind it. Uh, you can go to uh, the website uh, goodcatswearblack.com to learn learn a little more about decline. Mm-hmm. Move on from here. That's what yeah. we do.
5: Yeah. Okay. Oh, thank you, Amy, for sharing.
1: thank you for your call this evening. Hold on a second. I want to get your address so we can send you some goodies for your uh, kitties.
10: Okay. Nice talking with you. Thank, thank you.
1: you we got to go. Remember, spay and neuter, never buy from a breeder.
10: And if you get a cat, don't declaw.
1: We'll see you next week right here on this fine station
11: for more Animal Radio. Meanwhile, head on over to AnimalRadio.com. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.